interesting. So, uh, one immediate uh, side effect of the process that you're mentioning seems to me that the pursuit, if we are, uh, we are sometimes hankered by the pursuit itself because we are so bothered about the journey that it should be in this manner or that manner or that manner that we forget to uh, enjoy both the journey and the destination for that matter. Because we're so concerned, okay, I want to ace this exam or this tournament or anything at all, that I am forgetting the fact that, uh, in fact, funnily enough, uh, I was speaking to a student today. I was with a friend uh, who gives tuitions and her, uh, her student had come in. So we were just chatting and she said, I always tense up one day before the exam. So I was asking her, what do you do two days prior to that? What is the mindset? Um, so her teacher, which is my friend answered for her, she said, oh, it always works out in the end. That's what they think. And they come to me at the last moment and this is how we kind of tackle the subject. Um, so my point is, uh, she seemed worked up uh, in spite of everything while we were all chatting and she had got some snacks and some, some of us were having it and talking. She seemed a little distracted. So I asked her, Isaac, I think we are troubling you. You are like very keen to study and get, get over this fear of the exam. She said, no, no, I know my teacher. She's going to get <laughs> somehow. So uh, in a way, if I understood the uh, the earlier part that you explained, the child is this person who's tense. It needs to be honored. Yes, it is tense at this moment. And the parent figure that you are referring to is the situation. It could be the teacher itself in this girl's case. Uh, it could be mastering the subject. Suddenly you realize it's not as difficult as I thought. Or else uh, even using the fact that every time year after year, exam after exam, I have my modus operandi. On the surface of it, it does not seem uh, the right thing to do. But I know that when I do this, 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 I it registers with me and I manage to pass my exams successfully. So I'll bank on myself at that point of time, which is called practice, I guess, which was the second part of your answer. So all these little things put together, something will fall in place. Uh, that is one sense of happiness. My question to you is, what when we fail doing this? Uh, you did discuss it. What? what if we still fail? So my question is in the sense of you, you describe the process. You describe the mindset at every part of the process as well, including uh, uh, failing, crying, making peace with it, Everything. trying to understand what is the goodness. But I am saying, suppose the dream is too big. So uh, if I remember correctly, either uh, uh, PV Sindhu or uh, some other badminton star was trying to uh, break into the uh, big tournaments, uh, trying to reach the topmost uh, place in that arena. Was not, uh, was not successful for a little while. Now that we have, the reason why I don't remember it now that we've been successful in badminton for, we have quite a few champions in the last couple of years. But for a while, it was very difficult. And uh, how do you, when the dream is so big, I know people, uh, 
who want to score well in certain exams, competitive exams. I know people who want who wanted to go abroad very desperately. People who wanted some success in some kind of relationship. Sometimes it does not matter what the object is. Uh, they have been very very desperate. I myself, I'm sure. Yeah, right now it doesn't cross my mind, but at times I have been very desperate to get what I want. Uh, I wanted to, when I became a writer, I think uh, the initial few years, I felt that I was not good enough for the entire year. One of my favorite stories is every day I asked my senior, do you think I should quit? Every day. And this is without fail, like 365 days, every day I would say, I don't think I'm good enough. And every day he would say, no, it's okay. You're okay. It's okay. You're okay. And I kept doing that. Uh, I worked very hard. And I did see a couple of failures at that point of time. I just told myself, no, you just wait for a while. We'll try again and we'll get there. Some of my dreams, I managed to work for the biggest agencies earlier, which I didn't have a chance. So I did fulfill my dreams. And this was much later, maybe at least six years or seven years later. Now, my question to you is when the stakes are so high, when you invest so much into that one thing that you want to win or you want to have or achieve, how does one even be sensible at that moment? What you're talking is talking to me about sensible people. Maybe uh, you have it. Suppose I were to blame you and say, you know, you guys are very happy with what you don't get. I don't want to be happy with the second best position. I want exactly what I want. What would you tell somebody like that? And is there a story when you've been uh, quote unquote foolish about wanting something very desperately and then realizing it's not worked? Something that you can share on camera, of course. But something which is which is a failure of sorts. Because I do not like too many sensible people. I like foolish people because that is where you discover the real challenge and vulnerability, how things challenge you, perhaps. So Banti, the whole thing that you said, uh, the journey has been fantastic. I have been foolish, stupid, desperate, needy. Uh, a crybaby, uh, the most unwanted, I felt I'm the most unwanted, I'm the most, I mean, not good enough, you know, I have felt all of this, and in fact, I'm still feeling. Oh. I would say, so right now, you think I'm sensible and positive and confident, but I have that churning. But the point is, I'm watching. It. So it's not that one can get rid of it completely. And it also matters from person to person uh, because of their nature. Somebody may be emotionally way too high. Some people are practical, way too practical. So certain situations, some it's easy for some to deal and worst or most difficult for the others to deal. But two, three things that I that has helped me, I don't know if it may help others, is that we have doubts. If we have doubt, if we keep doubting ourselves. It just means that we have not validated ourselves. As you told your boss, I should quit, right? So you want him to validate you that no, Banti, you're good enough. Keep it on. Just be patient. Be patient. But the problem was you had doubts on your own self, right? Uh -huh. On your own capabilities. So the doubt persisted. But if that doubt was validated by your own self, if you would have taken that parent state within, because the work of the, the responsibility of a parent is to 
be an authority and say, oh, good, oh, bad, oh, you know what, do this, oh, you are perfect, oh, I love what you do. So basically, it's appreciation and everything that an authority figure would do. But we fail to become our own authority when, in a way, especially when we become adults, because we always seek it from our parents, from our bosses, from our boyfriends and husbands and, you know, spouses, basically. So we're not taught to validate our own self. So if we start validating, but that's not for the good, bad, right, wrongs. It's about what is. Then evaluate because it is relative, right? So taking that doubt into self-validation and working on self, that can be really helpful and it has helped me. It is still helping. So there have been times I have been very, very desperate to achieve what I want. I have been into roller coaster rides of relationships. But today I'm at a much better space because I realized that the Trishta who was in the relationship before came from a space of mere neediness. Needy. So I'm not coming from a healthy space. Yeah. Needy, needy space. Needy space. Okay. Something of that. Okay. Because I was unable to love myself. So I attracted those. So if I do not shift my stance from being a needy and desperate one to having my own, I mean, filling my own cup of love, respect, worth, everything then I am definitely going to worsen the relationship by being the toxic one there. Because it will reflect in every area of my life if I come from that needy space. If I am vulnerable enough and ready to work on my own flaws, then every difficulty can also be a mind-blowing experience. And the moment that connect between our parenthood and our childhood decreases. That's where peace enters. That's what look within is. In worldly matters, in spiritual matters, it's different when we look at the sensations of the body. But in worldly matters, the thought patterns matter the most because thoughts is what is going to bring into behaviors in the body. Right? So that's how we are going to act, enact, or we will react. So it is our choice whether we want to act at that point of time or we want to react. So I guess the moment we drop from our head and get into uh, wisdom mode or trust the universe mode, then all of these queries have the same answer. Okay. Where the question is always whether I come from a healthy space or not. If not, then self-work has to be on for all of us 24 7 life. Okay. I have an interesting thought here because of how you framed the answer. Um, what if I were to call you a very good philosopher but not practical enough? I am, maybe. I am a good preacher, but maybe I have not achieved the peak of it. But I'm telling you, I have not. The, the point is, is the process on? Mm -hmm. 
if the process is on, we win. At least the work is in progress. Work is always in progress. Because we have so many defilements, at least am I having the willingness and awareness to work on something? The situations of life will trigger so many things within me. Am I ready to look at it all the time? I am never the best. No, I'm always working progress. It's never done, done for anything. If I shut it by saying, oh, I know it all, then I shut the doors of my improvement itself. And there's no point. Whether I'm a doctor, I can still fall sick with my own mistakes. Whether I'm a counselor, I can feel shitty about myself. But the point is, can I spring back on those fundamentals? Because that is what is going to help me rather than depending on someone else to fill my cup. We do get support, but nobody can do it for us but us. Okay. I... Uh... I'll try and uh, read this, what you said in my own way. Tell me if I've understood it correctly. So am I right in assuming that you're saying if one has a hypothesis, even if it is a philosophy, if one has heard it or read it, you're mm -hmm. saying at different stages of life, you keep checking, cross-checking it with your practical experience, go back, keep honing it, keep understanding it, again, go back, again, keep understanding, keep improving upon it. Uh, there is there is an entire journey of self-seeking, which itself may bring, uh, I want to use the term, some bouts of happiness, like bouts of disease coming. I would rather send bouts, I would, I would rather say bouts of satisfaction. Yeah, because that that would be then uh, another question that I'll lead uh, because of what uh, you said. I'll lead the conversation there perhaps. Uh, so how does one define happiness in the way that you said? If I do not want to stop at satisfaction, I want to say I'm a little more greedier. I want that high that happiness brings. Uh, first question, is it wrong in your eyes? No, it's not. Uh, there are times when I'm successful doing something wrong. Wrong means uh, I get the sense of excitement uh, of happiness at times. Uh, it could be as simple as getting to eat a pizza of the kind that I like and I get whatever I want at that point of time. So those kind of little happinesses keep happening in life. Um, I start taking them for granted. It's not a big deal. Because they are really not, not even like those take mark of big happinesses. I don't even count. You and I met up, we go for a coffee and that kind of coffee turns out to be like strong filter coffee that I and you perhaps like. So we are like, yeah, okay. This is, we don't even count it as important. Yeah. But it gives us happiness. So we take it for granted. Yes, we do. Now my question is, because you because you specified satisfaction, that's where my question comes from. So that is satisfaction, but I don't even look at it as happiness. I have the money uh, and I can afford to go there, pay some money and get that happiness. Why are you calling it happiness? It is, I have earned it and I have earned it. It's not even my dad's money. I have worked and whatever, all that is also perfect. 
Now in that scenario, how does one start seeing that as happiness? Are you saying is there a, is there a role that gratitude has to play perhaps to also get the absolutely every gratitude gratitude if we follow every moment with gratitude then it's like you know you are earning happiness penny by penny putting it in a piggy bank every day okay so you do not value a penny in front of a thousand rupees but if you collect those small happy moments as a penny and a piggy bank it's going to become thousand because it's making you feel good about yourself so definitely nothing has to be taken for granted 